Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the mid-break season episode for the Wormburner podcast in between season two and season three. There's just been so much going on around the world and just in soccer in general that I really wanted to make an episode in this break period. I felt like three months was a very long time to go without any episodes or any anything for you guys other than Facebook posts or tweets or something having to do with that. And so I really wanted to make this episode episode and I actually ended up doing a poll on Twitter if you guys did not see it uh, basically going over what one of the topics should be for this upcoming episode and and the winner of that poll was Pele so this is going to be a part episode having to do with Pele and what has happened with him if you have not heard Pele which is considered the greatest soccer player to have ever lived and and arguably I don't think anybody would disagree with that but the greatest player that has ever graced the pitch in soccer and just made the largest difference in soccer has passed away as of December uh, he was at 82 years old and honestly the reactions around the world says it all basically the entire soccer world stopped when Pele had passed and so I ended up doing some research over Pele that I wanted to refresh my memory as well as just going over some information that you guys may or may not know about him and so we'll be getting into some other MLS slash transfer stuff just going over what's going on around the world as well as maybe even doing a debrief over the World Cup at the very end. I feel like that would be a good episode for this week break period um so and before we get into today's episode guys i want to go ahead and shout out our facebook page facebook.com forward slash the wormburner podcast we reached over a thousand likes on our facebook page i'm so excited and i'm so happy to have you guys involved with this podcast and to have you here and i look forward to that growing more and more it's just a, an exciting thing and i wanted to thank you guys so much for that we also have our twitter at wormburner pdcst again that is wormburner PDCST on Twitter as well as on TikTok at Wormburner Podcast. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So, as we had just previously stated, the soccer world, the greater soccer world, has lost an absolute icon of the game as of December of this previous year, 2022, and that was Pele. He passed away. I believe it was due to some health complications. He had been hospitalized about a month prior to this happening. And so he was just unable to recover uh, and and get into better health. I, I send my heart out to anyone associated with Pele, obviously, and, and the country of Brazil as a whole. It is one moment that... I genuinely couldn't believe it. I had sent out a tweet like within a couple minutes of it happening. I was just like, no, like there's there's no there's no way, not like this. Like we had had the most unbelievable World Cup to date and we have something like that happen where Pele passes away. I I know that it's not something that we can control. And I know that it's an unfortunate part of life, but the 
the resounding messages and the resounding answers from the world in general about Pele's passing was uh, unbelievable and and it was so amazing to see the amount of people bringing respect to the man that may have even started their hopes and dreams of a career he he is the goat he is the greatest of all time arguably hands down nobody else is at his level and I think that is one of the things that made him so unbelievably relatable in that soccer community because he was the greatest he is the greatest and I don't think we're going to see anyone close to him at least for the foreseeable future there's one in particular but we could maybe get into him later this is about Pele and after passing at 82 years old he had a, a very good career one club that he was very prominent with is Santos FC which is a team in Brazil his native land in Brazil he had 636 appearances for the Santos side with 618 goals scored in total for the side and if I'm not mistaken he actually holds the record for the most goals scored by an individual at Santos as well as holding the record for the most appearances as a Santos player which is something that I actually never even realized until doing research for this. Um, he holds three World Cup titles, the first one in Sweden in 1958, the second one in Chile in 1962, and then Mexico in 1970, being the only player in the world to hold three World Cups. It's an unbelievable achievement, and one of the main reasons why he is considered the greatest of all time, the greatest player to have ever played soccer or football or however you distinguish it as. Uh, I could even say Ballon Pierre for people in the southern part of Spain as well, but I digress. Uh, going into the league titles that he has won also with Santos, he won six Brasileiro Serie A titles. The first one coming in 1961 and won every single one up until 1965 and then won his sixth one in 1968. He also won two Copa Libertadores titles back-to-back -back in 1962 and 1963. That is actually something that I never knew going into this research for Pele as well. And then the final determining factor of being the greatest player of all time he has won seven Ballon d'Or titles in his entire career. The first one coming in 1958, then winning it in 59, 1960, 61, 63, 64, and 1970. So he has an unbelievable career as well as the most goals scored recognized by FIFA in an entire career, as well as, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he also holds the record, the Guinness World Record for the most goals scored in a singular season with 120, or it's like 127, I think it's close to that. And to even know that Lionel Messi has not even hit a number like that, with his greatest year, I believe he hit 98 goals in one singular calendar year, which that in itself is extremely hard. I am absolutely stunned and amazed that 
Pele was able to do over a hundred, uh, over a hundred. I don't think in the common in the in the more modern era of soccer or football, we have seen numbers like that before. It's it's very difficult to get to numbers like that. So it goes to show how unbelievably talented Pele was in his day. I had I had done a more detailed tweet when I had gotten the time to write it. I had wished that I was able to see Pele. I know that in the 60s and, and 50s, I, I wasn't able to... I wasn't alive, <laughs> but I I definitely wish that I could have seen something like, like him, seen, seen a game that he played, but I there was so much solace in knowing that I live in a time where I could see the effects of what he did, and knowing that he was the greatest player of all time. I may not have been able to see him, but I can I can see the effects of how he has changed the game entirely. And Neymar, in his posts about Pele passing, I think summed it up remarkably well. And that was before Pele, the number 10 was just a jersey. It, there, there was no name contributed to a jersey and or to that specific number jersey and Pele changed all of that he was able to do so many things as a player and he and he even played in the United States which is something that I, it for me was just amazing to know that a player like Pele was played in, over here in the United States and I, I it kind of fuels the fire of wanting to see him even more. But again, having that solace of knowing what he's done for the game is unbelievably amazing. It, it, it's it's one of those things that it changes you. It changes the sport. And to know he has affected so many people, it, it is endless the amount of people that he has impacted in his career and through his legacy in the game and I I it's so amazing it's so amazing to have seen the legacy that Pele has had and the see the influence that he has in the game as well and I hope to continue to see that legacy that he has left for so many more years on, and with that, I I wanted to, I want to say rest in peace, Pele. I I never knew you in real life, <laughs> obviously, and just know that you've impacted so many people, and and even myself. And I wanted to thank you for that because to know that we were able to have a player like you in the game is absolutely unbelievable. And I don't think even putting every single person's thank you together would would amount to how much it means to everyone, I think. It, it's, it's just amazing to have known that, that you were in the game and to have you as a part of our history and our lives as the greatest player of all time. And I wanted to thank you. And so just 
moving on to the other bit of news going on around the world, there's some transfers in the MLS that have happened uh, going on with the likelihood that Olivier Giroud is going to be coming over to the, to the MLS. I don't know what team he is touted for. I think I, I know that I had suggested he should go to Inter Miami, which with the retirement of Gonzalo Higuain, I definitely think that he could have a big impact there as their lead striker. I don't know. I had also heard news that Inter, Inter Miami would try and sign Joseph Martinez from Atlanta United. And I'm not sure how that is going to go because I'll be 100% honest, Atlanta United are going to want to keep Martinez. Uh, whether they let him go or not for a reasonable fee, that's completely up to them. But at least in, to the best of my interest, I don't think that that would be a good sell for me going to enter Miami. But it is what it is. I feel like it would be more of an impact that Inter Miami went for the likes of Olivier Giroud versus uh, Joseph Martinez. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced that would be a good signing for them. But regardless, we also have heard within the last couple of days that Gareth Bale has officially retired from both international and club soccer, which honestly came as a big surprise to me considering the fact he only stayed one year in the MLS and I remember specifically in an interview I, I remember a tweet had called it out as well basically saying that he wanted to set up roots here in LA and he wanted to play for it seemed like a, a couple of years and to know he didn't even do that <laughs> it was a bit of a shock to say the least I don't know what is going on I, I don't know if he's gonna maybe sign with somebody else I don't I have no idea this was a complete shock to me going into this upcoming week for the soccer world but I definitely think that it puts LA actually in a good position because they gain one of their DP slots back or designated player slots back and so they can utilize that to bring in a good player Hey, maybe even bring in Lionel Messi. I don't know how contracts are going with PSG. I, <laughs> I'm just throwing names out there. Don't listen to me. But <laughs> I, LAFC get their DP slot back, which is important going into the rest of the season next year. I feel like that they could sign a, a very good player to be able to combine with the team and, and make them better. I just don't know who that somebody is because... I felt like Gareth Bale was that person for at least the next two years, maybe even three, if he was able to keep his fitness up and not get so in, uh, not get injured. I think, especially, I feel like going into the MLS Cup, he made the largest difference, having to do with the, uh, I mean, the final goal that sent it into PKs. I mean, <laughs> you can't get more crazier than this. I, I still. I will not let this go. I predicted that scoreline to a T, okay? I'm not letting this go. I'm salty. But anyways, regardless, I definitely think that Gareth Bale can have a very good career at LA if he decided to stay a couple more years. But he decided not to, and that's obviously up to him. I just don't know how LA is going to recover 
in in terms of who they're going to purchase for their DP slot. I think there are very promising players out there, especially if they decide to go to the young route in the, in terms of a young DP, maybe putting it into a potential investment for later on. They bring a younger player from maybe South America and develop him in the United States, and then from there he can be sold into the European aspect or the European game. And so that'll bring more of a profit towards the United States, which is, at least in my opinion, a pretty decent outcome when it comes to investment as players are concerned. I definitely think they have the experience already. So maybe going for a young DP for LAFC, I think that is something that they could gear towards after losing Gareth Bale to retirement. Uh, I don't know... Again, I don't know where they're going to go, but I feel like that would be a strong investment towards LAFC. They have that squad, they the solid squad that they have. They won an MLS Cup off of it. I mean, it can't be that bad considering the fact they had ended up beating a very, very defensively strong Philadelphia Union. I feel like going into this next year, they have that to their advantage. And using this time where... Gareth Bale is given retirement, get a good player in the door in this window coming up to allow for their DP slot to get filled and and bring in somebody that can make a difference both short-term and long-term. I don't see why not. And so for the final section here for the Worm Burner podcast, I really want to go over the World Cup, the final between France and Argentina was absolutely insane. I don't think any sane person in the world could watch that game and say, eh, it was a boring game of soccer. There's no there's no way. Show me one person. I guarantee you that person watches golf or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm I it was so genuinely entertained with this final against Argentina and France. Every single shot, I was on the edge of my seat wondering if it was going to go in, especially after Mbappe's brace in a span of, what, 90 seconds? He ends up scoring two goals to completely turn the tie on its head and send the game into extra time. I thought that it was probably one of the best, if not maybe even the best, World Cup final that we've seen in, in recent times. I'd... I don't know, maybe France-Netherlands could be up there in terms of, of endings. Uh, I, I'm i not entirely sure, but that was a fantastic game. I was on the edge of my seats the entire time, and I, th- I think I did probably move around a couple times, so I, I actually did have seats uh, in general. But also, I wanted to congratulate Lionel Messi Obviously, winning the World Cup for the very first time in his career at 35 years old is incredible and something that is just an absolute treat to have seen. And I think from now on, I had already tweeted about this, but Lionel Messi is above Ronaldo. It's official. The greatest of all time for for this generation or, or for this this. Yeah, for this generation of soccer, I think he was an he's an absolute legend first off and when Argentina won it, 
I'll be 100% honest, I'm not even Argentinian. I was on the verge of crying. <laughs> and <laughs> it was an absolute ridiculously good game and one that, like I said, it, it was just an absolute treat to see. And I wanted to take a minute and talk about Kylian Mbappe because what he had done in that game, scoring a hat trick in a game and then losing is... <laughs> I I mean, what more can you do? Like, the kid's trying to put everything on the line here. And, again, you, you put everything on the line. Scored three goals in a World Cup final and still lost. Like, wh- are you kidding me? I was so genuinely shocked by that and the fact that France had fought so hard. I felt like Argentina should have won it from the get-go, but the fact that France didn't give up made it that much more remarkable and that much better of a game. And so going into the future, I feel like, for me, this is a very controversial opinion and one that I think going forward is one that maybe is adopted by other people. And I think I had even seen another organization saying the exact same thing, but we are not talking very long before Kylian Mbappe passes Messi. And to know that we're close to that is absolutely ridiculous. Because... Some so many people are like, he's so young, he hasn't gotten to the goals or the awards as Messi and Ronaldo in general, that you can't compare Mbappe and Ronaldo with and Messi. You just can't compare those three. And I think when it comes to the terms of saying Mbappe is or could be better than Messi and Ronaldo... I say that specifically and only in terms of potential. And to have already won a World Cup at his age is ridiculous. I know that sta- I know that France is stacked the way that they are, but I know that Mbappe has so much more time to grow as a player. He'll at least be in two more World Cups. At least, at the bare minimum, he's going to be in two more World Cups. If he wins those two, he'll tie Pele, which is wild to even consider that. And that's not even including club level. He's most, I, I would venture to say he's going to leave PSG. At some point in his career, there's no way PSG keeps him there for his entire career. That's absolute lunacy. Tag me. I don't care. It's one of those things that down the future, in the future, somebody's going to tag this and be like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> or I'll tag it. Who knows? It's one of those things that I will, I just don't see happening. PSG is not going to keep Mbappe his entire career. There's no way. I, I, unless the only thing I feel like could win Mbappe over to staying at the PSG project is winning the Champions League. And I don't see that happening. They've funneled how much money into the, into this program already? And 
what has it got them? More league gun titles that they've already gotten. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, okay, sure, the project worked in making PSG the absolute greatest French side ever in the in terms of going forward and and being the greatest French side. But other than that, I mean, let's be hundred percent honest, guys. What else do they have to show for it? They don't. They don't have anything else to show for it. They don't have the history like a Real Madrid or like a Barcelona or like a Liverpool or that really stung out of my mouth, but I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a stab towards Liverpool fans, but um, like a Liverpool, like a Manchester United, I mean, you don't have that history at PSG. It, it's just one of those things that you just, you can't buy that. There's no amount of money that can buy something like that. And having Mbappe there his entire career, I genuinely feel like would be a negative setback, a huge setback for a player like Mbappe. I, I just, I see bigger and better things for him outside of PSG. That's just personally for me. And so, without further ado, that's going to wrap up this mid week episode or mid-break episode for the Wormburner podcast. Stay tuned for in March we are going to be launching the season three of the Wormburner podcast. I'm so excited to be bringing that back to you guys. I'm already planning a whole bunch of different things for us and, and I'm just so excited for, for all of that to happen. Uh, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times. Thank you to all of you that have made it to the end of this episode. It means so much to me that you have have done so and always think about sharing or giving a listen to one of your friends say hey this there's a really good podcast you should give them a listen i really appreciate everything that you guys do sharing liking subscribing following i don't care what it is it's it's always greatly appreciated here and as always stay safe have fun love soccer and i'll see you guys next time ciao